everyone, and welcome to another episode, a brand new episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Woo-woo. I'm your host, Sean, and here is Devin. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a little better than that. Oh, sorry. His wife, co-host, uh, all around See how partner in crime. His wife, very <laughs> excited. You may notice two things this uh-huh. week. One is we are down a Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus is not going to be with us. Um, he is actually in Bulgaria. Right. Um, doing some dealings. That's all he said. All he told mm. us was dealings. Very hush-hush. Yeah, I don't know what it's involving. I, I think he mentioned... No, I'm gonna, I was going to say something really bad. No, <laughs> just dealings. Wheelings and dealings, he said. Yeah. And then you also may notice that we're not in Cyrus's apartment. Correct. Since uh, I, yeah, we always go to Cyrus's place to record. Yep. Um, but yeah, since he is unavailable this episode, we're doing this from our very own home. From with our, our very, very own annoying home. cat roaming about so more than likely we will get an interruption of some sort she'll probably pop up on camera you'll probably hear us be no moon you'll probably hear us say that you might see me leave to deal with her find something to distract her so that she's not coming around chewing on cords which she was doing earlier as we were setting up so just yeah. a warning yeah we may have cat problems yes um but hello everyone. that's just how she is yes Welcome. welcome, welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. If you're new here, we are a uh, we we. How do I announce it? We're not a bi-weekly. How do I say it? Every two weeks. Once every two weeks, we record an episode where we review a kung fu movie or martial arts movie or even Asian cinema movie because we don't always do action, although most of the time we do. Um, basically, I'm a big fan of Asian cinema, a big fan of martial arts cinema. Devin is on the fence a little bit. Getting, Cyrus, getting not so there. much. And basically, it's my job to introduce them to good kung fu films, martial arts films, in the hope that they will fall in love with the genre. Yes. Simple as that. Yes. Sometimes sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes it, does it not. does not. Yes. And hopefully, this time around, it will go well, uh, because this... I was going to say this year, Jesus. This episode, we are covering 2010's Reign of Assassins. Yes. Um, I'll get to the details of that film in a minute. But uh, before we do, do you have any interesting watches this week or anything that you've done this week that's been particularly exciting? Uh, no. My life is very boring. I go to work and I do school. That's it. And you haven't watched anything? Independently from you, no. Well, you're going to say Independence Day. Huh? <laughs> interesting at all. Independently from you, no. What have you watched with me? What have I watched with you? Our same old shite, right? Did we watch anything new? Oh, wait. We did watch something new. What was it? I was. I don't know. I was going to say we oh. just finished season three of Warrior. Oh, right. Uh, so last night we wrapped up season three. Yeah. And um, I'll be honest, season three I thoroughly enjoyed. Not as good as the first two seasons. Um, slower on the action although that last episode was pretty good last it, episode was good it ramped it up the whole season lost its focus a little bit um yeah it doesn't focus on the action basically the way i look at it is they took warrior and they made it more of an hbo show than a cinemax show and it works better as a cinemax show mm-hmm. so let's be honest it works better when it's got all the boobs and all the violence in it that's what Warrior was known for, and it was great. Now they've gone kind of a bit serious, and they're trying to do lots of subplots and lots of things here and there. I didn't mind the additional drama and addition, additional um, uh, uh, story. Yeah. Yes, it was slow on the action, So, yeah. but that was one of the best things about it. So if it could have incorporated 
yeah, more action, then I would have been perfectly fine. Even the action this season, it's not as good as the action in the first two seasons, even though it's the same action director. There's something it lacks. I can't put my finger on it. I think it's impact. I think when people get hit in season three, it doesn't look as powerful as it did in season one and two. Hmm. Seasons one and two. I don't know. It just lacks something. But I liked the last episode because it had a number of Bruce Lee nods. Yep. I very much appreciate it. Um, one of the final fight scenes is in... Uh, well, one of the final kind of standoffs is in an ice factory, a la the big boss. There is double nunchucks. Yep. Um, which is a delight. And also, they threw in a sneaky inch punch, which I appreciated. <laughs> um, so it was good stuff. It was a, it was a good season. Yeah. Um, I hope they get a season four, and I hope they ramp it up a little bit. But yeah. We will see. That's all I've got. I haven't watched much in the last two weeks. I'm trying to think what films we've watched. Did we we watch something? <laughs> did we? What did we watch? And we were both met about oh the Jennifer Lawrence movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that called again? Is it No Hard Feelings? Am I making that up? What's that called? I no, think that's right. No hard feelings. No. The new <laughs> the new Jennifer Lawrence film, um, where she plays a. Yeah. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. There we go. She plays a lady who's paid to date a young kid and bring him out of his shell. And Not a young kid. He's of legal age. He's of legal age, yes. An 18-year-old. It, it's distinctly meh. Yeah. Very distinctly meh. Um, yeah. It does have, I will say, one of the best fight scenes of the year in it. I kid you not. Uh, because it's so entirely unique, you rarely see a film like it. I'm going to spoil it, so if anyone wants doesn't want a spoiler, I mean, it doesn't spoil the plot, but there is an entire fight scene where Jennifer Lawrence has no clothes on. Yep. She is fully nude, Yep. and she beats the shit out of some people. Yeah. And you just don't see it. I, I mean, the choreography isn't great or anything like that, although she's just German suplex on one. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the choreography isn't anything special, but the fact that a nude woman is fighting someone... And everyone else has their clothes on. You just yeah. don't see that. You don't see that happen. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. What the last nude fight was in what? Fucking uh Eastern Promises? Vigo? Vigo in the in the sauna? Oh. House, bathhouse, sorry. That's the only one that I can recall. Yeah. The only one that I'm aware of. There is a uh, uh a naked kung fu fight in a film called Ninja the Final Duel. Um, a lady fights a bunch of ninjas and she is fully nude. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence fighting in the nude. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, that's it. That's all I've got. I haven't yeah. watched anything else interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to... Sque- Actually, what were my last... Let's see. I'm checking Letterboxd. I'm checking what my last four watches were. Because um, I don't think I've had many successful watches lately. No, I watched... I'm watching all the Saw films. Uh, so I'm binging are the you? Saw films. Yes. Which one are you on? I'm on, currently... I've just finished five. Wow. So I've got six, seven, eight to go. I no, think- nine to go. I think oh. I have only seen three, maybe four of them. Lucky you. But not in order. Lucky. I think I've seen the first two and then maybe nine. Spoiler alert. You I only don't need you only need to see the first two. The rest are very mediocre yeah. or awful. Yeah. Uh I watched Short of Five, I gave it one star, it was terrible. And then I watched some Hong Kong films as well. I I watched Taxi Hunter, The Skyhawk, and Magic Cop. None of which blew me away. 
Mm. It was. Uh, I was. I, I've been a little let down with old Hong Kong cinema lately, um, but that la- allows us to jump into some Hong Kong cinema, and that is Reign of Assassins. Reign of Assassins. Uh, directed by. Let me find it. Directed by Su Chao Pin. Although a lot of people say it was co-directed by John Woo. We'll come to that in a minute. Yeah, so his name is like producer. So I'll, I'll, so apparently he was on set the entire time. <laughs> and he was guiding the director. Although John Woo has said in an interview, he did not... Like, he allowed the director to have his own vision. Right. But he just gave him pointers and guidance here and there. Got it. Uh, which I will say, this film does not feel like a John Woo film. No. So, yeah, it doesn't have not his, in the slightest. his style. Yeah. Starring Michelle Yeoh, Jung Woo Sung, Wang Shu Chi, difficult one, Barbie Sue, and Kelly Lin. Uh, action director was the legend Stephen Tung Wai, or Stephen Tung Wei. Um, yeah, great action designer, always has been. Uh, let's see. The Chinese title for this film was Sword and Rain, Rivers and Lakes. Terrible. Not great. No. I think that's the exact uh translation though so maybe it doesn't make sense the main character in this film um in some iterations of the film in this she's called shu yi uh-huh. and in some iterations of the film she's known as drizzle interesting yeah um michelle yo was reluctant to take the role because she hadn't used her martial arts skills since crouching tiger okay so what 10 years it had been without using martial arts skills yeah and um, the film had actors from Hong Kong, China, Taiwan, and South Korea. There you go. Some a few tidbits there. Um, you know how it works. You know how it goes. Yep, Devin. Yep. What did you think of Reign of Assassins? I enjoyed I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna have a cheeky drink. I enjoyed it. I thought it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, not. Not as good as I was hoping for. I guess I was. You know, I was. I was thinking in terms of Crouching Tiger. Um, and, uh, for some reason, just the, the wire work, it wasn't as good as in Crouching Tiger. I didn't think it was as good as in Crouching Tiger. So that was a little bit of a letdown. Can you define good? What's good wire work to you? See, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know because it's all, I mean, obviously it's defying gravity and it's ridiculous, but I guess, but it can still be done in a good way and in a bad way and i'm not saying this is bad it just it didn't feel it 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 just didn't hit didn't it didn't satisfy me as much as like crouching tiger or even um what was the other one that we did um also fine i guess thank you or even that one really okay yeah that's fine but all all together enjoyed it Enjoyed it. Yes. Good film. Good film. I didn't like that Michelle Yeoh was dubbed. Didn't care for that. Uh, so for some, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way, but it did. Because it's awful. Yeah. So Michelle Yeoh is and it's dubbed not. For I mean, yeah, but yeah, but I think it's just. I mean, with any obviously with any you know dubbed film, it's not the original actor's voice. But I'm just like, but I know what she sounds like, and she's. I don't know under I just don't understand why she was dubbed. I think I know why. 
Okay. Uh, so no one else is dubbed in this film, by the way. Just no, Michelle just Yeoh. her. And firstly, they give her a voice that does not suit her. No. So it's very um, childlike. Yeah. Or young. Very young. Very delicate. Very young. Yeah. So I think she's dubbed because the film's in Mandarin and she doesn't speak Mandarin. No. She spoke Mandarin in Crouching Tiger, but she had to learn her lines phonetically. Gotcha. And I think they filmed this in Mandarin, and she was just like, I can't speak Mandarin. And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll dub you over. Now, Or maybe they, she just didn't have enough time to, to learn maybe, her lines like that. Maybe. Uh, now, it kind of works in the plot of the film, which we'll get to in a minute. Right. Uh, because it kind of makes sense that she doesn't have her own voice. But it's still, it's very jarring. If you know Michelle Yeoh and know her voice, and Michelle Yeoh has a beautiful voice. She has a very like so. distinct voice, and uh, yeah, I like it. It's, it's yeah, it's very jarring, and it doesn't suit her at all. Not at all. Um, I like this film a lot. Uh, when it first started, when the film kicked off, in my head, I went, "Uh oh, don't think I'm going to enjoy this one." <laughs> Something immediately from the get go, I was just like, "No, no, 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 no." And then by the end of it, I, I actually, I love this Wait, film. when was the last time you saw it? When it first came out, 2010. Uh, okay. Um, I, thought, I think it's fantastic. And I'm going to actually go against Devon's opinion. The wire work in this film is phenomenal. Oh, yeah? It's so fucking good. It's unbelievable. I wonder, so, and what made me curious is, I, because I haven't seen Crouching Tiger in a very, very long time, yep. I wonder if it'll bug me. No. I don't think so. No. But I don't, but then, you know, most, but when's the last time I really watched a very heavy wire worked film? And so, yeah, but I don't know why this one, I'm just, I, it just didn't feel as, na- I mean, can wire work be natural? Yeah. Yes. It just didn't feel quite as natural. So I don't know why. The wire work in Crouching Tiger is, I'm going to use a word that's kind of abstract. It's very poetic, right? Yes. It's very, it falls in line with the aesthetics of the film. It's very smooth and elegant. Maybe, or yeah. Maybe if in this yeah. film, it's, it's bonkers. Yes. It's maybe that's top. what, maybe that's, maybe those are the, the, the specifics that I need yeah. for me to enjoy it. Yes. Because it, be, yeah, because it's very, you're right, in Crouching Tiger, it's very flowy. Yeah. And yeah, and in this one, it's not at all. No, this film, the wire work is jarring. Yes. And it, it, the wire work in this film falls more in line with what you see in like Iron Monkey than you would in Crouching Tiger. But I enjoyed Iron Monkey though. That's a great film. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. There are, I don't know. There are moments in this film where people are doing moves that are so outlandish and so over the top. Yeah. And I, I was sold at every stage, of the, uh, every step of the way. I was just like, "Yeah, th- yes, this is what I want to see. This is this is nuts, and it's great, and it worked really, really well." And I, I don't know why. I, in fact, I would even go on record as saying this is some of my favorite wire work I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, something, something. Obviously, Crouching Tiger is one of the reigning kings because it is so visually beautiful. And majestic, I think the word majestic works. Yeah. But uh, in this, it's just batshit crazy. <laughs> it's great. Uh, this film has none of the elegance of Crouching Tiger. Not it's at very, all. It, it feels like a Crouching Tiger, but none of the 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 poetics, no. none of the elegance. It's very much um, like a like a C grade version of Crouching Tiger. Would we ever do this, uh, Crouching Tiger for the podcast? I'd love to. 
Okay, because I because I, I wouldn't mind watching it again, but I'm like, but if we're gonna do it for the podcast, then I guess we shouldn't. Because otherwise, I'd be like, we should just watch it. Okay, we we might watch it because I think doing Crash and Tiger anytime soon, mm-hmm. so close to this film, it's it's kind of too. Although it'd be a nice juxtaposition between the two, but no, we'll watch it. We'll okay. watch it. We'll watch it, and we'll report back to you whether Devin still likes Crash and Tiger. More than likely, I will. Um, yeah. So the film starts off with a crazy premise. Yes. Uh, do you want to hit it? Grave robbing. Uh, people carrying around a corpse. Do you want to explain what the corpse is? So the uh, the corpse is... Uh, he was a monk, right? Yes. Uh, Bodhi, Bodhi Rama? Is that Bodhi, Bodhi... Something like that. Bodhi. They call him Bodhi Vishore. Right. And he was just like a martial arts master, right? He mastered martial arts. Yeah, I think he got like... I think I don't know the story of Bodhi, but I think he was very close to like Zen. I think he was very mm-hmm. close to like Buddha. As close right. to that as he comes. And, and there's a legend that, you know, after if uh, he died, and then I guess there's a legend that if anyone, whoever possesses his body, his remains, will become uh, a master of martial arts. Yes. And so the film is basically about people finding his corpse his, yep. and hanging on to it. Wanting and yeah, searching for it, killing for it, wanting his corpse to be a martial arts uh, expert, as well as it also having regenerator regenerative well, uh, supposedly capabilities. You can which, by the way, repair body parts and the film does not tell you this early on. No, the film just tells you that if you have the body, you will become like the king of martial arts. My first note is how. I was watching yeah. it, I was just like, how is it meant to yeah. give you martial there, arts? Yeah, that, I was wondering that too. Like, is there supposed to be some sort of magic? Because, yeah. yeah, because supposedly there is magic because one of the assassins, his name is Magician, and does magic. some magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a fantasy world. Right, okay, okay. Um, the film, in my opinion, the opening scene, it hits you with way too much the opening three yeah. scenes of this film is just like no no thank you they introduce betrayal yes robbery yes um murder assassins yeah yeah uh plastic surgery yeah there's like there's so much going on in like the first three scenes of this film and that's what made me go i'm not sure i'm gonna love this um and it slows down it does slow down yes so basically it opens with um a team of assassins called the dark stone they call them Dark Stoners. I didn't like that, but that's what they called them in the film. Uh, dark Stoners, they're part of the Dark Stone clan. Basically, they go and steal the body of Bodhi from this other guy. He's like a magistrate or something. A magistrate, absolutely. Right. But the body is stolen by a member of the Dark Stoners who runs off with it. And right. she is Shu Yi. That's her name. Oh, and not the whole body, just half of it. Yes, sorry. We should clarify that. Mm. Just the top half. The half is the body is split in two. Yes. Uh, so the film starts off with that. She fucks off with half mm-hmm. the body, and basically the Dark Stoners go. Yeah, the leader of the Dark Stone, whose name I can't recall. What was it again? If I if I talk about his name, we're gonna have to get into something else. Okay. What was his name again? Wheel King. That's right. Yes. Why? Well, did you spot why he was called Wheel King? No. Okay. Please, if someone knows the answer to this, let me know. So, his sword has a spinning wheel on it. Oh, does it? They show it at one point. 
Yes. Oh, I didn't even it has notice like a, that. It has, you know, remember rims on the car, the spinners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has that on it, and it's spinning. In the, uh, we didn't watch the uh, uncut version of this film, but I believe there's an uncut version. I believe I used to own it, but unfortunately I tossed it out. Um, do we find out what that wheel does? Can anyone tell me what the wheel on his sword does? Or is it like... So his name is is purely based on the sword? Yes. I would assume it would have to have some sort of function. I swear to God, I've seen a version of this film where the wheel does something. But I could be very, very wrong, and I could be thinking of another film. Otherwise, the wheel on his sword is basically the equivalent of when John Cena had the spinning uh, championship belt. <laughs> right? No no point other than aesthetics. Um, that's why he's called the Wheel King. Uh, I... I it's it's crazy. I th- I was expecting the wheel to do something. It does not. Not in the version we saw. Um, so the wheel king says, "Okay, we gotta go and find Shu Yi. We gotta track her down right. and kill her." Right. Uh, the magistrate and get the corpse back. Yes, the magistrate and his family are murdered. Right. And um, him and his son. Yes. Uh, the the magistrate is killed by. One of the other assassins, or by, but then uh, the son is killed by Shu uh, Shu Li. Yeah, Shu Yi. Shu Yi. Yes, she uh, she kills him. Uh, spoiler alert! That's going to come back to bite her. Yes. Um. So then we get basically the crux of the film, which is she goes to see a doctor, and she says to the doctor, "Look, I need to change my face." Right. I'm on the run. I need to change my face so I can hide in plain sight. Yes. He is a plastic surgeon. Um, although the way he changes your face is he puts plastic bugs. surgeon is very loose term. Oh yes, <laughs> he puts bugs in your nostrils. Poisonous, po- uh, yeah, bugs in your nose. Poisonous. He's gonna cut open the uh, peel back the skin of your face, put poisonous bugs in there, and let them like eat away some flesh eat or do a bone. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. yeah, and then sew your face back on. Yeah, that's exactly what she does. And uh, surprise, surprise, once he does the surgery. She's Michelle Yeoh. Yes. I tell you what, if you have plastic surgery and you end up looking like Michelle Yeoh, that's a pretty good plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we get introduced, obviously, to Michelle Yeoh. And as we were talking about earlier, she keeps the voice of the younger. Or the younger look. For some reason, when she has surgery, she says, make me look 10 years older. Um, but she keeps the young her voice. So, yeah. Kelly Lynn, who plays the young actress... I don't know for certain, but she might be the one that dubs over Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but that could be the case. Um, either way, it's jarring. But we get Michelle Yeoh, and Michelle Yeoh is living, or Shu Yi. Uh, she changes her name, but we're going to call her Shu Yi because I can't remember her actual name. Me neither. Uh, she's living the dream. She's, yep. she's got herself a nice little market store Bought, where yeah. she sells... Bought a nice house, uh, sells uh, fabric. Fabric, that's uh, it. Cereals. In the market. And yeah, just living a... Quiet life. She is. She is. She's living quite the quiet life. And um, then we get introduced to kind of the second lead. Oh, by the way, I have to talk about something. Um, So, we missed a fight scene. Which one? There's a fight scene at the start where... um, Remember when the kid tries to kill her? Oh, right. Okay, so before she gets to... You got no notes on this film, eh? No. Okay. (laughs) I just I just sat back and watched it and enjoyed it. That's good. Um, so before she gets to the doctor, as she's traveling cross country, so the the Darkstone um, 
assassins, they put out like wanted posters for her. So her picture's everywhere. Wait, wait are you saying you've got no nicknames for characters? No. What a letdown. This I is, know. This I was is the just, film I thought you would have uh, it, nicknames for. Yeah, I should have. But I just, I was just enjoying it and watching it. So I really didn't write anything. Okay, go ahead. Um, But yeah, so before she gets to the doctor and she's just traveling through this family, they're just like, you know, they need the money. They need the reward money because um, they're like, what, they're starving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she comes walking past and yeah, she straight up murders this kid because he was about to like murder. yeah murder her and so there's this fight where she just yank uh kills this whole family yeah a bunch of people try to attack her and we get a crazy kind of close quarters wire foo again i thought that fight scene was a little frantic in fact all the fight scenes in this film are frantic yeah uh i think the the edits are a little just a smidgen too quick and at times it feels like the cameraman is struggling to keep up with the action it's very rapid and it seems like he's one second behind everyone else. Uh, but I don't think that detracts from the fight scenes in this film. I think they are wonderful. Uh, do you remember what her sword technique is called? Oh, shit. Um... Can you remember any of it? <sighs> one second, one second, one second. You can do this. Something. Oh, my God. You can do it. Put your back into it. Is rain in it? It has something to do with oh, water, right? It's got water in it. Water. Something water. Um, fucking hell. I've got it. What's it called? What's it? It's called the 41 stroke water shedding sword water technique. Water shedding. Sh- yeah. Right, 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 right. Why is it called water shedding technique? Can you explain that or do you not remember that part? Wasn't it because of like this, because of the, the sword has just, it cre- uh, she can create like a bunch of, uh, uh, a bunch of stab wounds and, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she slices you so many times so right. quickly, it right. makes it look like like rain has rain has yeah you right. Uh, it doesn't really make much sense, but it sounds cool. Uh, so I was waiting for that to happen. I mean, she does you know a couple where she does like a few. She doesn't do it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. like one or two, but not that many to to warrant it being called that. In fact, the whole when you get hit by a sword, sword, it looks like rain has hit you is not. The, her technique. Her t- technique is bendy sword. Yeah. Yeah. She has a sword that well, obviously bends. Yeah. So she like stabs you, but it goes around your back and stabs yeah. you in the back. It's it's basically a very wobbly bendy sword. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen like a wushu performance with a straight sword, it, very bendy, right? It's like that. It's a lot like that. Um, what do you think of that? The bendy sword? Meh. Oh no, you weren't a fan of it. I mean, it's okay. Not my not my fave. It's a nice gimmick. Sure. Uh, I just think... But yeah, I feel like it comes off more as a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so, let's see. Let's see. Some interesting things. So, one thing we've, we've skipped over is uh, Michelle Yeoh um, had a master. Oh, she right. had a master. Right, right, right. And he was a monk that she fell in love with. Right. And um, he trains her in this technique. And he tells her that there are four four weaknesses to her technique. Right. And at one point he has a fight with her and basically he shows her the weaknesses. Right. He doesn't teach her how to overcome the weaknesses. He just shows her how he would do it. How like he, he exposes her right. weaknesses. Right. Um he also kills himself at her hand. Right. Uh he, he makes sure that she kills him. Kind of like a, it's kind of like, in my opinion, 
he was off, he was going off to be a monk. In my opinion, it was a "if I can't have you, I don't want to live" moment. I yeah, I kind of got that too. Like, you know, she was an assassin, and he was talking about how you know maybe one day that she'll feel like she won't, she'll never have to kill again, and he wants her to live, you know, a a better life. And she was just full of just all this anger, and um, she was in love with him, and he was going off to become a monk, so they couldn't be together again. And so, uh, yeah, he kind of challenged her to this fight and yeah, basically kind of made sure that he couldn't had her kill him. So yeah. So he wouldn't have to live without her. Yep. I can't live if living is without you. Mm-hmm. Who sang that song? I have no idea, but I know what song it is. I can't live if living, living is, is without, without you. I can't live. Oh, I can't give I anymore. Yeah. Who sung that song? No idea. Is it the same girl that sung, what's the song from Conair? How do I? Oh, Leanne Rhymes. Was it Leanne Rhymes? That was Leanne Rhymes. What happened to Leanne Rhymes? Oh, no. She didn't do that version. Sorry. Uh, who did that version? No, it was. The one from Conair. That was Leanne Rhymes. No, someone else did that. Really? Me. Yeah. Someone else did that version. By the way, Leon Rhymes had a really cool rapping name. If she was just called Leon Rhymes, it's a dope rap name. <laughs> I thought she did it. How do I? That one, right? Yeah. That's the song, but her version isn't on Conair. I disagree with you. I think it is her version. Shout out to Leon Rhymes. Shout out to Conair as well. <laughs> Conair's flames. We should do that for the podcast. <laughs> I think Conair is one of For a commentary? Oh, that'd be a good one for a commentary. Yeah. Put the um, bunny back in the box. We do commentary tracks, by the way, on Patreon, which I'll get to later. Um, we're doing a, a one on Roadhouse soon. But uh, Conair would be a good one. Trisha Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood? Mm-hmm. I don't, know, I don't even know who she is. She's a, I think, she, I believe a country. So. You know who Leon Rhymes looks like? What? He looks, he? She looks a little like um, Michelle Williams, the actress. Maybe a bit. I've gone off on a tangent here. You did. <laughs> yeah. Conair, good stuff. Um, so, there's this... I, I want to mention this line in the film because um, Shu Yi is talking about love. Who does she say this to? I can't remember. Uh, um, something about like a, like uh, uh, the bridge? A bridge, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, she says like... Um, uh, oh, it's a story, isn't it? A story. A man falls in love with a woman... And falls in love with uh, her so much. And turn the light down. Too glaring. Still good. Still good. good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Falls in love with a woman and basically says that uh, I would spend 500 years as a stone bridge. I would weather the sun. I would weather the snow. I would weather the rain if it just meant that my true love would walk over me once. Yes. Which is awesome. By the way... That line comes back later in the film. Indeed it does. Yeah. Oh, you noticed that too, eh? Yeah. Okay. Paying attention. I was watching the movie. I wonder if you think about thinking about it at the same moment I am. I mean... Go on. How did it come back later for you? So she says it to him. Okay. But then also the bad guy. This one over here. She's smarter than she looks. <laughs> She's smarter than she looks. I honestly, watching the film, I was just like, no one's going to pick up on this. This is me. This is me doing Obviously. a dive on the film. I'm very smart. Obviously. He even mentions it. Oh. So he can, as, every time he walks across it, he can look at her. So the irony. We'll get back to that. 
No, we'll say it. We'll talk oh, about okay. it now. Okay. The irony of this film is that, obviously, the story is that I would be a bridge if it meant my true love walk over me. The bad guy kills a woman and buries her under the bridge so he can walk over the bridge and look at her body every day. Yeah. So it's kind of a juxtaposition between the that guy, the 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 nice. That guy took a turn. I mean, he wasn't a good guy to begin with. But oh, that was Wheel King. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he wasn't a good guy to begin with. But yeah, where he, where that went to, wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was initially just, you oh, know, a power-hungry bad guy. His, the twist. And so, and in- I have a lot of questions about that, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> the we'll twist get to in it this later. film is fucking nuts. There's like we'll get twists. to it later. Yeah. Because I have questions. Yeah. The villain twist in this film is the <laughs> most mental twist I don't under we'll ever hear of. I don't understand. I I, ha- I have questions. Yes. Um. So when does the turtle powder come in early in the film? Who dies and then comes back to life early in the film? Oh, the bad girl. Really? They use it on her to get her out of jail. Remember. That's right. Okay. So but wait a minute. But before that, so, you know, we see Michelle Yeoh. She has her, you know, new life. And then that's when the leading guy comes yes, in. Whose name, name I, I cannot care. remember. I know. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but yeah, but he's just like a courier. Yes, he's a courier. He gets paid to... to well, you know what a courier is. Um, but not with like any sort of vehicle. He just runs. Yeah. I mean, there's no vehicles in this film. I mean, he could have like a, a horse. He a could... horse, a vehicle? Mode of transportation. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he just runs. Just calling you out for calling a horse a vehicle. Okay, fine. Well, again, technically a horse could be a vehicle. Um, yes, so we get introduced to him. Yeah. And basically he stumbles across Michelle Yeoh and then immediately... Hakuna! Starts going on some sweet... Some sweet... Uh, some sweet... Lo- some, some, some longing looks. Some, yeah. Some yes. flirting. That's it. Some... some not forlorn looks, but yes, longing looks is a good one. Yeah. Uh, yes, they begin She's to... She's trying to, you know... Their loins are stoked up. You know... Fired up. It implies, you know, he's interested, but she's just like, no, I'm, you know, I'm not interested in... Oh, yeah, there's this old lady who's, like, trying to push them together, like, matchmaking. Yeah, she's and, like, oh, you, and, you like him. And, she's like, and oh. you know, Michelle, you was like, no, no, no. Like, I, that's not happening. Yeah. But it happens, you guys. Oh, yeah. It happens, and it happens Ward. And they get married. They do. They they fall in love and they get married and they are living the uh content life. Yes. Um there is some foreshadowing. There are for some bizarre reason it focuses on him uh basically laying out bricks on the floor. He's like paving I, his I was totally wondering why they were doing that. Yeah. He's paving his house, essentially. Oh, but back to the bad lady. So, um, Wheel King, he's like, all right, we got to replace uh, Shu Yi. So, uh, and like the magician, one of the other assassins, the magician, he's like, I got the perfect girl. Are you fake king? No, I'm a Wheel King. <laughs> and um, uh, they're like, there's this chick who uh, is uh, in prison for murdering someone. And Her name she'll is be Turquoise. Per- yes, and she'll be perfect. And so they spring her out of jail by basically giving her some sort of powder to make it seem like she's dead. And so the, you know, the guards and stuff, they bury her and then they go dig her up. And they're basically like, you're going to become a part of our gang or you're going to be dead for real. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I'm glad you remember that because I actually wrote that line down. Yeah. He says, you can either join us or you can die again. Right. Because uh, you die, but essentially you die for 24 hours, but you can know what's going on. You see what's going on right. through your eyes. Right. Um, I, I, I kind of like that. Uh, I said in my notes, there's a lot of characters in this film. Yes. But they keep it kind of simple. I agree. It's not too crazy. Yeah. Um, there's kind of, there's good guys. And there's bad guys. Yes. It's kind of simple as that. And then uh, Shu Yi's husband, he's the oblivious one. He's yes. the kind of one that has no idea what's going on. He's just a do-do-do-do-do-do going about his day yep. kind of dude. Yep. So, Until yeah. one day where uh, him and Shu Yi go to the bank. Yep. And so basically uh, they go to the bank for money, but also apparently there's a rumor that part of the corpse is in like a safety deposit box or something in the bank. So some bad guys uh, come there to rob it, to get it. And they basically paralyze everyone. They do. They do some pressure point stuff. Right. And then when they find out that it was all a ruse, that the body wasn't there, then they proceed to kill the patrons. And um, so uh, Shu Yi, who, you know, scoped out these guys as they came in and realized something was up and saw that they were paralyzing people, she faked it. Like she was able to, was, was it, she didn't like avoid. Was she able she to reverse? The, right. So as they hit her with the pressure point, she hits a pressure point in her side, which stops theirs from working. Right. But she pretended it, you know, because she's not trying to reveal herself. She's just trying to live a normal life. But then once she sees that they're killing everyone and they're about to kill her husband, then she reveals herself and then proceeds to yeah whoop all their asses. It's one of my favorite scenes in the film because um, she's trying to fight these bad guys, but she's also got her husband on a chair that's facing the other way, and she has to com- continue to move him so yeah. he's not seeing her fuck everyone up. Right. It's really clever. It's a really, really good scene. Right. And uh, yeah, he's just kind of sat there, eyes open. Right. Not kind of paralyzed. Not, on. yeah, not, yeah, but knowing that something's going on, but not seeing it and can't move or anything. And yeah, but she doesn't kill them. She just kind of incapacitates them. What does she do to him? Oh, one dude she blinds. Two dudes she blinds. Oh, was it two of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. She blinds him with a bit of an eagle claw going yeah. on. She fucking hits it in, in their eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, they get blinded. At first, I thought it was really, really fucked up, but later on, they imply that they will heal from it. Right. They won't be... Uh, permanently uh, blind. Permanently blind. I was, gonna, I was looking for the word permanently, but in my head, I went eternally blind. <laughs> yeah. Not, Oof, that sounds okay. terrible. Yeah, eternally. Right? eternally. That sounds blind. worse. Doomed to be eternally blind. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I love the bank scene. I think it's it's very clever. It's yeah. very, um, it's it really manages to like flex Michelle Yeoh's skills and also I should say Shu Yi's skills. It really shows like how great she is even without a sword. Right. Although she does steal a sword off a guy in in a very very cool way. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna ask now. We're now we're we're into the meat of the film. Mm-hmm. The twist. Yes. Not the bad guy twist. Correct. The other twist. Uh-huh. Did you see it coming? I was curious. Okay. I was curious. So when, so yeah, I was curious. The the, the twist we're talking about by, the way, about, by the way, is Shu Yi's husband. He isn't all he seems. No. He is, uh, should we, we reveal just, who he I is? I mean, you might as well. Go on. Turns out he's the magistrate's son. So he also got the, the, plastic surgery to change his face and so i was curious because when he so in the beginning of the film when shu yi kills him and he falls off a bridge not into water or anything just falls off a bridge and onto the ground and i was looking at him and i was just like huh is he really dead but they implied of course that he was dead 
so then when um um when he comes back with the new face but we don't know that it's him you know i was just like at first i was just like is he gonna be i wasn't maybe expecting the son but i thought maybe some sort of kind of like martial arts like proficient like something and he was also trying to live a quiet life i wasn't necessarily thinking that he was the magistrate's son did you think he killed the bookkeeper oh yeah i forgot about that uh, yeah i wasn't sure okay okay um i think they they do two things in this film they hide the twist or hide that secret quite well yes but you see this character so much doing essentially nothing yeah and they linger on him so much yeah in the back of your mind you go what's up with him What's up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are we seeing this guy do mundane shit? I, yeah. Something about him. So they kind of hint that there's something about this guy, but there's no. I'll be surprised if anyone. Well, not if anyone, but I'd be surprised if most people like work out that uh, he's a magistrate's son. Yeah, I've seen this film before and I couldn't remember he was a magistrate's son. <laughs> yeah, so I was quite interested by the uh, yeah. by the twist as well. I knew he was, you know, I knew it was a serious deal. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, yeah. So now he knows that Michelle Yeoh isn't quite what she seems, but he's just like, you're my wife. Whoever you were before, doesn't matter. You're my wife now. And back to, you know, do-to-do life. Yep. But um, because of that altercation in the bank, the Wheel King figures out that Shuyi is alive and in the city and then proceeds to find her. And so he sends his uh, assassins, the magician, crazy girl. I got a question. Um, and then the other guy. Good question for you. Yes. So one of the assassins, I think he's called Lu Yin. I have his name. The somewhere. noodle maker? Yes. Yeah. Um, it reveals, it's a very interesting part of the story because they didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. It could just be the bad guys are bad guys, right? And that's it. End of story. But Lu Yin, I think his name's Lu Yin. I'll check in a second. I, I believe so. Um, he is actually married. He has a wife. Mm-hmm. And he is pulled away from his wife to do all this nefarious shit. Who's, yeah, who seemingly, yeah, she has no idea that no. he's been doing this. Yeah, he's, he's bad. I, yeah, because, you know, he talks about, you know, after he does this job, you know, maybe he'll have the money so they can, like, open, they can, you know, leave town, go somewhere else, and open up a noodle shop. Yeah, um, which is a really interesting kind of look into this character. Because, I agree. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. I he agree. could just be a bad guy who's a part of the Darkstoners or Darkstone clan whatever but they're like no he has a life he's like he's a bad guy with crazy fucking killing skills but he's he's got a life yeah and so yeah it differentiated him between the other two i have a question about the girl but i wish that maybe they would have done a little more with him agreed yeah agreed and i don't know if they do in the uncut version i'm not entirely sure the girl yeah what was her deal she's i feel like she's just cuckoo why was she with that man which man? The old man that she was sleeping with. Oh, I think that was her cover. So that, or not cover, but that was just what she was doing on her downtime. Was she with him for the money, or was she, like, was she a prostitute? I assume she was a prostitute. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, because she kills him as well, right after. She sure does. So she's not exactly a. No. Yeah. No. I think yeah, she's a troubled gal. Definitely. I think yeah, she certainly tries to use you know sex and sex appeal to get her way yeah uh or to prove something but yeah she's not quite right no she's a she's childish she's, she's a super mu- freak super freak 
She's super freaky. Meow. You say meow. I did say meow. <laughs> Is that what you say he says? Meow. <laughs> this is interesting. I say super freak, super freaky. She's super freaky. Yow. Oh, to me, this is... it's meow. I like meow. Yeah, kind of. To me, it's almost like a meow, not necessarily a yow. Though there are bits like that in that song, but there are t- there are times where to me it sounds like meow. Super freaky meow. meow. <laughs> I never, I never knew. I mean, said I'm that. sure he's not saying meow, but to yeah. me, it sounds like. Meow. I assumed everyone thought it was yow, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's meow or meow. Maybe it's meow. Now. Now. Meow. Meow. His pronunciation, though, is crazy. She's super freaky. Meow. Now. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I like meow. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a good one. All right. Do, 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 do. Rick James. Do, do. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. Um... Yes, so the assassins are heralded. Is that the word? No. Her- I think no. so. Hailed. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. They're hailed via flare. So Correct. a flare goes up. The bat signal, basically. Basically. It's, it's the dark stone signal. Basically. They look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's playing. No, they look up in the sky. It's a, it's a flare. And they're yeah. like, okay. Time for action. Yeah, yeah, shit's about to go down. Um, so Shu Yi does a pimp move. Right? Mm-hmm. I love this. She, firstly, she puts her husband to sleep. Yeah. Knocks him out. She knows, okay, so basically they get into her, she spots one of them uh, watching her up on the roof. And um, uh, basically he leads her, uh, the noodle maker. Um, and so he leads her back to her own house where they leave, what the world are they? Like these three stones? Dark oh, stone. the dark stones. <laughs> Duh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right? That's right. Oh, that makes, heaven. That makes sense now. If I blow in Sorry. your ear, will it come out the other side? <laughs> okay. You're absolutely right. I uh, feel can I, super can I just dumb. say, at the scene of that crime, they leave three dark stones. Right. And Devin was confused about what they were. I just never thought, it's not that I was confused. I just didn't, I just didn't make the connection. I just thought it was obviously a calling card, but it didn't click that it goes with their name. Okay. <laughs> All right, so he leaves. So the noodle maker has left three dark stones in her house. So she knows that they're coming. So yeah. So she waits. Her husband gets home, puts him to sleep. Opens up all the doors. Opens up all the windows. That's the pimp move. Yeah. She opens up all the sits, doors and windows. Grabs and like come. The grabs her sword from its hiding place and just sits there and waits. Yep. yep. Waits for them to come. It's also, by the way, how she gets her sword is really fucking cool. She like floats up, knocks it off the rafters, and then brings it down. It's very cool. Yeah. A completely unnecessary bit of wire work, but it's mwah, so good. <laughs> um, then we get a scrap. We do. They come along. Uh, so although, although originally I thought that because uh, I thought maybe she had buried her sword underneath the stones, so I thought maybe that's what was happening with those bricks. But no, you were it close. Was in, it was up in the rafters. You were close. Yes. Um, so Noodle Man, by, by the way, uh, Donnie Yen mm-hmm. was meant to be in a film called Noodle Man with Al Pacino. The fuck? hmm True story. He was allegedly signed on to be in a film with Noodle Man. He played an owner of a noodle store. Don't know what Al Pacino was going to play, but guarantee, ooh, ah, he'd do that a lot. I do not. That's an interesting Ooh, ah, I want a bowl of noodles. That's an interesting combination, which I 
don't know if I like. Yeah, I can't see Donnie Yen and Al Pacino being the uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker no. of the modern era. Yeah, that's a twosome I don't, I, I don't agree with. No, no. What's the last good film Al Pacino did? What is the last good one? Irishman? Irishman? How would you say that? Irishman. Wait, that wasn't Pacino. Wasn't that De Niro? Wasn't Pacino in it as well? Was he? Yeah, Pacino was in that. You sure? Pesci, De Niro, Pacino. Wasn't he? Yeah, he played... No, he played like... What did he play? Jimmy Hoffa or some shit. Not Jimmy Hoffa. He played... <laughs> he played some, like, significant political figure. Oh. Didn't he? I don't remember. Don't they whack him in a car? Oh, I car? think he did play Hoffa. Play? Was it Hoffa? I think he did play Hoffa. Um, Robert De Niro. Al Pacino was Jimmy Hoffa. Oh you my are God, correct. I'm a fucking genius. Very good. That's a good memory. Very good. Was he also in House House of Gucci? Yes. Yeah. He was also in House of Gucci. That film was wasn't a gr- wasn't a good one. though. It wasn't great. It wasn't great, but Jared it was, Leto was on enj- the time of his life in that film. But I I I, I thought it was okay. Jar- if you haven't seen House of Gucci, Jared Leto is I'm not kidding this far away from going. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's man. going full fake Italian. Yeah, it was pretty I'm great. Mario, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna win. win. Yeah, it was pretty great. Honestly, he does a better Mario impression <laughs> in Mario. It was great though. He was. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Jared Leto in that. Film. Everyone else is playing it dead serious, and Jared Leto. Not Jared Leto just, though. He's like, what is this a comedy? I will do comedy. No, Everyone else is like, no. Know. It's he was like, I, I think Jerry Lowe was like, I got to loosen up some of this tension. <laughs> I think everyone was just like, remember when he was Joker and apparently he was like a weirdo on set and like mm-hmm. a piece of shit? Mm-hmm. I think he got to House of Gucci and was just like, everyone thinks I'm a piece of shit. I'm just going to go wild. I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah, I'm going to just be, I'm going to be Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a great film, but. Uh, I thought more of it than Sean. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Anyway. It's not Lady Gaga's best film. Did you say Lady Yaga? I said I said Lady Miauga. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, said, oh. I, did I, I probably said Yaga. I you said like Yaga. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga. It's not, not her best film. It's uh, uh, Star is Born is, a, is her best film. Well, sure. Yeah. Although she's in Joker 2 that's coming out. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. She plays Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. You did tell me that. Yeah. I believe so anyway. They haven't revealed that she's Harley Quinn, but I imagine she is. And it's a musical. Which is weird. Which is very weird. Where are we? What are we talking about? Okay. <laughs> I scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a great so, fight. So, yeah. So now the, the Dark Stone has come to Michelle Yeoh. Noodle Man. Noodle Man. His skills are he fires needles. Yes. He throws like lots and lots of needles. Yes. This is, I don't know what that is, but he, like, it's like he shoots them out of his sword, but he doesn't. They're like from his sleeve. From his sleeve, Somehow yeah. they come like from the back of, underneath his shirt and yeah. every which away. Needle man, noodle man. No. Okay. Yeah. Noodle, needle man. So he's got noodles. Um, noodles and needles. Noodles. He's got needles. <laughs> noodles of needles. Oodles of needles. Um, <laughs> the turquoise girl, she knows the water sword technique that uh, Shu Yi knows. She just ain't as good. Yes. Magician. <laughs> magic. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. He knows magic. magic. and fire. Oh, Will King's just flames. He's just dope. Yeah. Um... So there's a fight going on. I don't remember how that fight ends. 
How does that fit in? Um, no. So actually, so when they confront her uh, and the wheel, you know, it's the assassins first and, you know, and they're kind of talking to her and just like, why'd you leave and this and that? And like, this is really what you left us for, this boring life. And of course, the turquoise is trying to egg her on by, you know, threatening her husband. But then the wheel king comes in and he's basically like, I want the... Yes. He's like, I want the corpse. And she's just like, fine. I'm like, you can have it if you leave me and my husband alone. But so, uh, but he needs. It becomes a heist move. Right. But then he needs the other half. And so he knows who has the other half and he wants her to help him so he can get both halves of the corpse and then they will be free. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Devin, why does he need both halves of the corpse? Why does the wheel king need both halves of the corpse? Okay. (sighs) So, initially, I was just like, all right, this corpse, um, you know, you get to... So, wait. So, here's my question. So, before the whole, the, 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 re- the reveal with the bad guy. So, the, the corpse is broken is in two halves. Do you have to possess the entire corpse? You have to possess the entire yeah. corpse, right? Okay. All right. So, initially, it was just like, all right, he wants to become a martial arts you know, uh, master, he wants to be all powerful. He needs both halves of the corpse. However, there's a moment where turquoise, she's coming on to him. You know, she was just like, you know, uh, she wants to be by the side of the most powerful person. And that's going to be him. Cause he's going to have this corpse. So she starts coming on to him and kissing him and stuff and goes to grab his junk. And that's when we find out that his junk ain't there. That that he's been cra- uh, that he's been castrated, and he wants he's a eunuch. He's a eunuch, and so um, and so he is eunuch just your balls cut off or your penis as well. I think it's just balls, right? I think it's just balls. Yeah, because you can't live without a knob. Oh yeah, cause well, I guess you can live without a knob, but I think I, guess so. I think they just cut off it. I think I think I think he just has no balls. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and so. He wants, he believes that if he has the corpse and he can, you know, with its magical regenerator, it's also not just martial arts powers, but somehow regenerative powers. Because one of the, because the guy who had the lower half of the corpse um, that they steal it from, he was in a wheelchair and he wanted the whole corpse. So he, because he thought that, you know, his legs would grow back or regenerate or whatever and he'd be able to walk again. Not legs grew back, he had legs. Right. Yeah. So sorry uh, that he'd be able to walk again. And so. The bad guy, the wheel king, makes out this thing where he likes, and this is what confused. Go on. Me. So I guess the corpse of Bodai had testicles, but apparently he wasn't supposed to have testicles. Correct. So he's under the impression that because of his whatever Bodai's mystical or whatever it is going on, that he was able to grow them back, which made the wheel king think that if he is in possession of Bodai's corpse, that he could grow back his own, te- his testicles and be what he kept saying is a real man. So I guess, so my question, what I didn't understand is why was he castrated to begin with? Well, that's a good question. They made it seem like it was a thing that happens. Yes, it does. Who does, or who to who? So, um, a lot of the time, um, in, whatever era china you'll you'll see it in 
tons of kung fu films that usually people that assist the king mm-hmm. are the right hand sorry emperor the right hand man of the emperor mm-hmm. or part of the emperor's loyal court they will be eunuchs why i don't know the reasoning by behind chopping them off i don't know maybe to keep them in check and uh, like make sure that they aren't uh, following the their 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 burning loins <laughs> So any des- any desires. So yeah, wait. Desires. So so then okay. So then that implies that so Bodai was Bod. What did it say in that opening that Bodai was a part of the? He was a monk. Yeah, it just said that he was a monk. I don't know. I don't know when he got his chopped off. But can can we just say that for those of you listening or watching, keep in mind I'm going to put this in the simplest terms. The bad guy's main motivations in this film is to grow his bollocks back. Yeah, so that's he can his be... soul point so he can be a real man yes he just wants his balls back yeah hello sir can i have my ball back <laughs> yeah uh he just wants his balls back but okay. then of course uh turquoise uh she does not handle that situation well no. she insults him and uh and yeah basically is just like nah basically you're pathetic and the wheel king don't handle that well and so he paralyzes her and then goes out to this bridge and proceeds to bury her alive. I think. And basically, yeah, talks about how much he cares for her and how he wants to be with her. And so this way, you know, um, he can look at her when he walks across the bridge every day and this and that. And it's a pretty terrifying scene because, yeah, she skipped a massive part of the film. Oh, which one? You jumped way ahead. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, oh um, the other reveal. Yeah. Doesn't that come a little after? Or is oh, that at the same time? He buries her just before he goes off to fight. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. Okay. So the other reveal. You so want to reveal? First, it? we get the heist, right? They're trying oh, to yes. they're trying to steal back the steal back the body. And uh, what happens is uh Michelle Yeoh basically gets the body back. Yeah, helps him give it back, and then she's like, I'm done. And yes. she tries to fuck off. But the other assassins go, Hey. Yeah. I'm going to steal the body and get... So basically, they turn on the Wheel King. Right. They don't turn him on. He can't oh, the magician. Sorry, the magician. I just walked all over my joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I just walked all over my joke. I'm it was sorry, a good was joke, joke as well. I apologize. Can I do it again? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll edit this bit out. I won't. I was going to say, they turn on the Wheel King. And then I said, what he can't be turned on, he's got no balls. Got it. <laughs> got it. Pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yes, the magician goes, hey, I'm snatching yeah. the body. Because then... he's old and, you know, he made a comment about being old now and kind of sickly and how basically he's given his life to this whole clan and for very little. Yeah. He gets, he's gotten very little in return. And he says to the needle guy, he goes, you can have the cashola. You can take the cash. I just want the right. body. Right. Uh, so. Right. Shuyi, you just help us kill, you know, help you. You just help us kill him and you are free. So then it gets all complex where uh, uh, Wheel King comes along. Uh, 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 noodle guy, noodle guy, I keep calling him noodle guy or needle guy, needle doesn't guy, matter, yeah. either one. He doesn't agree with the magician. Yeah. He starts fighting the magician. Uh, and then Wheel King starts fighting the magician. And then Needle guy starts fighting Michelle Yeoh. Turquoise is fighting Michelle. It's, it's, all, yeah. it's, all, it's all chaos. Yes. I will say something. Hmm. Is it me or did that courtyard look a lot like the one from Crouching Tiger? Yes, it did. Right? You agree? It did. It looked remember when with the like 
where uh, Michelle Yeoh kind of runs up a wall in uh, Crouching Tiger. One of those famous bits from the film. Yeah. It looks exactly it like, that. like that. Yeah. And yeah. she did a little bit of running up a wall. She did. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wondered whether it was a, a nod to Crouching Tiger or whether they just didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, we also get a first reveal of uh, the magician's magic. And you mentioned it earlier. It's all about fire. Yeah. Uh, he sets his swords on fire. Mm-hmm. And somehow throws fireballs. It's dope. It's dope. Yeah. When he's like spinning his swords around, like fires like floating around. Yeah. Cool as hell. But he ends up dying. He does. He tries to kill the Wheel King and the Wheel King kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And then but Michelle Yeoh escapes, but she's injured, so she goes back home and uh her husband is there and he, you know, puts her you know, she's kind of I guess like passed out, so um he puts her like tucks her into bed and stuff and is looking after her and um and then the assassins come and then we get our next reveal we do we get firstly i can say this if you think michelle or if i think uh sorry shu yi's uh move was smooth earlier when she opened the doors and waited for them to come fucking this dude is smoother than anyone yeah they walk in and they're just like hey we're a bunch of assassins and he's like i'm just gonna chill yeah. Because I don't give a shit. Basically. That's how that's his attitude. Like, don't care. And the needle guy goes, hey, I can kill you with my needles. Don't worry. It won't hurt. And he goes, you have nah. never been killed. How do you know it doesn't hurt? Right. Which I was like, that's smooth. That's right. slick. And then, of course, you know, obviously with that with that line, I was just like, <laughs> I mean, before even before that, like, he was far too chill when they showed up. I was just like, okay, okay. Cool something's about to be something's about to be revealed here and it reveals who this, who this dude really is him putting the stones down on the floor mm-hmm. he's the one who's buried his sword You're right and just while he's chatting to these guys he just pulls out a sword just and starts start sharpening it but of course you know they believe that he's a nobody so they all find it very amusing and yep. is you know just like you know what do you think you're gonna do plus his sword looks like dog shit right it's like old and rusty so he proceeds to sharpen it as he's talking Clean to them it. Yep, and then uh, then he gives him the business. He does. His thing is he fights with a long sword and a short sword. He right. has two swords that he fights right. with. And uh, he, he sorts them out. Yeah, he, and he was just like, you know, talks to Noodle Man, like, don't you recognize, you know, these swords? And that's when Noodle Guy realizes who he is, yeah. that he is the magistrate's son that they thought they killed years ago. At one point, he's fighting a henchman of some kind. Henchman or henchman? Henchman. 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 He's fighting a henchman, and he's like, with his sword. And what he does is he throws the knife up in the air, and he continues to fight him, pushes him back. The henchman goes back, and the sword that's in the air falls down and stabs him. And it's right. cool as hell. On the top of the noggin. Yeah, it's cool as hell. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. Fight choreography in this. Did you like the fight choreography? I did. I enjoyed I it. I know you didn't love the wire work, but the fight choreography was really I did. Slick. Yeah, really I enjoyed nice. it. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. Um... Yeah, when when he unleashes, it's like it's it's all systems go. We get to see him at his full. Just yeah, he, he's really really cool, really really great. Also, the sound design in this film. I don't often talk about sound sound design. The sound design in this film is lovely. When everyone's when anyone's fighting with the water technique, it's like deep deep like like water drips. Really, you don't notice that. No. How did you not notice that? I, okay, so here's the thing, because um, we're going to talk about this, because I also uh, didn't notice uh, these sound effects that you guys were talking about in the last episode. I don't think I, I don't listen to sound. I, fa- I paid wait, far too much. Wait. 
someone just snip that and send it to me, Devin just going, I don't listen to sound. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the sound in the film because I'm, especially, you know, we don't do dubs, so I'm reading subtitles and then I'm watching what's going on. And then especially if it's a fight scene, I am very focused in trying to keep up with the moves and watching watching the fight. So there's already too much that my brain is trying to process. I the sound, no. The sound whenever she throws the sword it goes didn't catch that at all. Really? No, I told you. Anyway. I'm I'm paying far too much attention to the fight. Uh it and sounds watching, amazing. Watching yeah, watching the choreography, watching the moves. Yeah. That's where my focus right. is. I, I'm sorry. You know no, no, no. I've got no problem with that. Because the fact that you're actually watching the choreography and not just being like, okay, yeah, it's a fight. That you're actually yeah, following no. along. That's good. So, Although it does sound bananas that that's something that's happening. And so I feel bad. Yeah, you do miss some. But yeah, because I, don't, I, don't, I didn't hear any of that shit. Not at all. The sound of the needles make it great as well when he's throwing the needles. I was like, chip, chip. Didn't catch that. <laughs> Devin right. watches films on mute. I mean, I might as well. But no, yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading subtitles, watching choreography. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. But Not okay. Not at all. Uh, his name's Lee Bin. Sorry. Or, yeah, Lee Bin. I got his name wrong earlier. Okay. I said Lee Yi. Okay. Uh, or Lei Bin. Lei Bin or Lee Bin. Which uh, one? Noodles? Noodles. Noodles. Uh, he gets injured. And I think there's a very sad moment. Mm-hmm. He goes back to die with his wife. Yeah. Yeah, he heads back to his home and then he just has a sits. bowl of noodles. Yeah, has a bowl of noodles and then just dies. dies. Yeah, um, it's it's quite sad. It's... And, and here's the thing: I felt very conflicted with that man once they revealed that he had a family. Yeah, I, I think I think you you mentioned it earlier that they could have explored him much more. Mm-hmm. Like they could have had this big like moral yeah. quandary that this guy has because that moment where the magician wants them to turn on him for a lot of that fight where the magician and wheel King are fighting back and forth. And then, um, uh, Suyi and, uh, turquoise are fighting back and forth and he's just kind of standing there just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is, is he going to turn on the wheel King and try to get, you know, this money, and go live his life or is he going to continue to be loyal to this clan which he's been a part of for so many years and he chose to be what are you looking for the cat she's in the thing oh, okay yeah she got in there at the beginning and okay. she, that's where she's been good which i'm shocked about she's in a bed she's in a bed she's got a big bed over there passed out and i was not expecting that uh anyway well but yeah so i you know so i did feel a little conflicted about that guy one thing, yes, and I think they could have explored that more. Yeah. I think one thing that this film drops the ball on is the big reveal from the husband. You don't necessarily care because at the start of the film, you don't find anything out about the magistrate's son. You don't follow him as a character. You don't get True. to know him. All True. you know is his dad was killed. That's it. Yeah. Like, like when he pops up on screen, they're already in the midst of this fight. He's already, yeah. he's already injured. Um, you think that, uh, but then he chases down Shuyi. And so they have a confrontation on a bridge. Bridge is a big theme in this movie. And, um, and she kills him or, you know, we think that she kills him. Yeah. So we don't 
There's we no, don't know anything about him. There's no emotional weight to his reveal because it's not like at the beginning they show him like his father get killed and he dropped to his knees and like, oh my god, and like you know None of that. It's, it's they skip it all. So when you reveal is the or when they reveal it's the magistrate's son, you're just like, oh okay, okay, yeah. that's a reveal. Mm-hmm. But like you're not like, oh, it's that guy. He's back. Yes. It's like oh it's- yeah. But the only thing the but I felt you know I felt a little emotion behind it because obviously. She is the one who yes. killed his, uh, killed him. Yes. Or, you know, tried, tried to, to kill, kill him. him. And then also the additional reveal is, you know, I thought there would be more of a thing where he realizes, he realizes who she is, but turns out he knew who she was the whole fucking time. Yes. That's kind of cool. And so he, everything was calculated on his part. I was more emotional about uh, Wilkin wanting to grow his balls back. Than uh than the main character. Just yeah, his 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 story arc and his you know unhinged behavior at that point with that He's with Tur- villain. with turquoise. I mean, yeah, he was good to begin with, but then that whole He's savage. But then that whole bit with turquoise and burying her that was bananas. Yeah, that was a bananas bit. Um, so we get a little information about the magistrate's son, and the reason why he wasn't killed is because, quite coincidentally, lucky for him, his heart is on the wrong side of his chest. There's a movie that was that a thing? Yes. There's another yes. movie where that's a thing. I think you're right. What was that? You guys, if you can tell us what movie that was, because I know I've seen it, but I cannot for the life of me think of. I've got a film in my head, but I don't think it's the film. What? No, I don't want to say because you might laugh at me. Oh. Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage. Why am I thinking heart on the wrong side in that? No, I don't think that's the one. There is a film, though. There is, though. If you guys know and can tell us, I would really love to know. Because yeah. that's going to bug me a lot. Um, Is that something that you think you can Google? Yeah. What movie has a character with the heart uh, with his heart on the what is it, right side? With... <laughs> heart on on right side wrong side come on google do your fucking magic <laughs> oh ninja assassin yes that's the one. Oh my god i wasn't why did i say snake eyes <laughs> i don't even think anyone dies in snake eyes oh plenty of people die in snake oh, do eyes they? i can't remember that film Yes, Ninja Assassin. Oh, I wasn't talking about Snake Eyes G.I. Joe. I was talking about Snake Eyes. No, I know. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, plenty of people die in that one. Oh, really? I haven't seen that film in ages. I'd like to. Ninja Assassin. That's right, Ninja Assassin. That would be a good one. That film was great. That film is super underrated. Ninja Assassin is super underrated as a film. Whatever happened to Rain? He was great in that. No idea. That was his name, Rain. Just Rain? Just Rain. No idea. Yeah, he was a pop star. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was good. He was great in that film. That film was fucking awesome. Super um, violent. What were my qualms about it? Great, good action. I recall that. I don't know if the script was all that great. Well, no, but who cares? It's about ninjas. I guess. <laughs> but I did. I did enjoy the ninjas in it. I enjoyed the ninja ing in Ninja <laughs> Ninja Assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, so yes, his heart's on the wrong side. So when he got stabbed, you know, obviously he, he didn't get killed. Um, although still though. What kills me is like that's still a stab wound. It would have gone through his lung. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's still a stab wound though. True. You're, true. you know. Um, 
Oh, well. So, the end, we're basically going to the end fight now. And mm-hmm. what happens is Michelle Shu Yi uh, stabs her husband. Gives him the, tur- the, the tortoise powder to make it seem like he's dead. And stabs him on the wrong side so he doesn't get stabbed through the right. heart. It just looks like he's stabbed right. through the heart. So then the Wheel King comes along. And thinks that thinks she's killed that, him. Yeah. And then they fight. Yes. Uh, there's a very, very decent final fight scene. I uh, really, really like it. Um, lots of great techniques. Like the uh, the uh, Wheel King uses the water sword against mm-hmm. her. It's really He basically steals her sword and uses it against her. It's really fucking cool. But then she goes back to her master and wh- how he... Uh, how he like her right. weaknesses right and, and wheel king's weaknesses right and kills him yes it's very very good very decent fight scene uh, every fight scene in this film is fucking great apart from maybe the first one uh and then of course they get back together husband wakes up and they live happily ever after yep he takes her home forgives her happily ever after there you go Reign of Assassins. Reign of Assassins. Good film. In the box. Good in the can. Film in the can in the box. You're thinking of put the bunny in the box. You're thinking of <laughs> Conair again. Uh, yeah, great film. I yeah. really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's it's so good. Um, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up from Devon. Yes. Yes. Two fun- thumbs up from me too. Good. Uh, we're, we're good for time. Do you want to jump into listener questions? Yeah, let's hit it. We got a whole bunch I mean, of them. Without, yeah, I feel like obviously this is going to be probably be shorter with just the two of us. Yeah, I'm going to pick the ones that we don't want to use for Cyrus. Um, and I'll save some of them. Okay. There's one that's directly for Cyrus, and is a really, really good question. I want to ask him it next time. Of course. But uh, uh, Sean, this is from Comic Handlings. Sean, you're always trying Wait to. Wait a sh- minute. Should you list our Patreon? Do that uh, at the end. You're going to do that at the end. Do that at the end, yeah. Sean, you're always trying to show Cyrus and Devin great martial arts films. Yes, I am. Yes, I bloody am. Yes. What martial arts film could you show them that would completely turn them off the genre? Oh, I bet there's plenty. There's there's, there's an easy answer. There's an easy answer to this. Anyone who's a fan of Hong Kong cinema knows that Yun Wu Ping in the early 80s had a handful of batshit crazy magic infused kung fu films so you've got uh, it was it wasn't just young Wuping, it was the yun clan as well it was his brothers as well miracle fighters taoist drunkards a uh, drunkard shaolin drunkard even exciting dragon those films can you imagine those of you that know those films can you imagine if cyrus and devon watched any of those films Talk about shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, it is top tier shenanigans. Yeah, it's cheesy, silly. Not, I can't even. I can't even explain it to her. Like, it's magic, but it's magic like you would never imagine. Okay, it's remember the magic at the end of Encounters of the Spooky Kind when the yes. guy's on the podium. Yeah, it's like that times a million. Okay. Um. I'll give you one example. They're fighting, and a guy pulls out a knife. Instead of stabbing the guy, he pins his shadow to the ground. Gotcha. And he can't move because his shadow is pinned to the ground. Yeah. And that's one of the, the tamer parts. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they would like any of that. And I think also any film with like <clears throat> Dean Sheck in, I think. Uh, oh, that guy. Odd Couple. I want to. I want to watch the Odd Couple with them so much because it has the single greatest weapons fights of all time. But fuck, 
Oh, you did that. Jesus. Yeah, it looked too dark. I just got the shit out of me by turning the lights on. Um, but Dean Sheck in that film as Rocking Horse. Oh, my God. It would, it would, Devin's brain would melt. So anything like that, anything high shenanigans and any of Yung Wu Ping's early 80s stuff. Uh, well, his, his magic infused 80s stuff. Uh, I'm not going to ask your Cyrus question. I want to save that for next time. It's a really good question. Devin. What's the most fascinating documentary or true crime, sorry, true crime podcast you've ever seen or listened to, and why? Oof. So I actually have a couple. Um, if we're talking podcasts, right now I am listening to American Scandal. Um, so American Scandal is basically exactly what it sounds like. Any like scandalous. Uh, 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 events that have happened through American history. So I went the first, there's 52 seasons. Each season is, you know, one particular story. 52 goddamn seasons. Yeah. Each one is a particular story. So of course I went like for the most, one of the most disturbing ones, the first listen out. I didn't start at the beginning. I just chose which topic I wanted to hear about. So I talk, uh, so the first season that I listened to, it's like 30 something or maybe 18. I don't remember. Um, was about, uh, uh, the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, so it was an experiment that started like in the fifties and ran for a shocking 50 years where they're basically doctors did not tell black men that they had syphilis and just watched this disease ravage their bodies just so they could study how it affected uh, the human body. Grim. Uh, yeah. Very, very fascinating. Very interesting. And, you know, so I've listened to a couple of, a couple of them. I've done, I've uh, listened to the Unabomber uh, season, Oklahoma bomber, um, the ice pick surgeon. That was also a very good one. Um, currently I'm listening to uh, Watergate because, you know, basically like things. Throat, baby. Right. And, you know, basically all of these things I had, you know, kind of a, you know, vague kind of minor understanding or knowledge about. And so I was just like, well, you know, let me t- listen, uh, do a deep dive. So very good. Highly recommend uh, American Scandal podcast. If we're talking documentary, woof, there's been a bunch. There is one on Netflix don't remember the name. I told Sean to watch it. Um, this basically, um, fuck, I don't want to give anything away, but I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Shit. What's the loose plot without revealing anything? Um, uh, there isn't a way to do that. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, God damn it. Um, uh, but, uh, oh, what's the one, um, uh, um, What's the one about cats? Yeah, don't uh, don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats was pretty good. Um, don't fuck with cats is amazing, but it's yeah. It, it don't watch it if you're. Yeah, it's don't fuck with cats was good. Grim. Uh, it is pretty grim. Um, uh, this one was. Uh, um, fuck! I wish I could find it. We've watched really some good quickly. Ones as well. We have watched some good ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you're talking podcast. Uh, 100%. I think you should listen to American Scandal. What was that one with the guy that got accused of murder? Oh, the- uh, sorry. Um, uh, uh, Firefest. That was kind of, that was interesting. That was all right. That was all right. Never heard. I hadn't even, never even heard of Firefest, and it was pretty. What was the one from years ago? It was an HBO one where, um, the guy got, uh, accused of murder. 
and then at the end they catch him on uh, on recording, basically admitting to the admir- murder. He's like taking a piss or something in the bathroom. Oh, like, oh um, um uh, that, old guy, yeah. that old guy. That old guy. Like the um, staircase or the? No, no, no. That was um, that was somebody else. Um, oh, the staircase was a good one. Oh, uh, keep sweet, pray and obey. That was horrifying. Yeah, that one was kind of fucking weird. That was horrifying. What was the one with the um that old man? What was that? What was his name? Robert something. This looks terrible. Both of us scrolling on our phone. I really want to find that one <laughs> that about this woman. She's this mother. Um, something about a mom. What the fuck is the name of this thing? We are the fact that we are doing. This. I know. I'm so sorry, but I really, 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 really want to name it. I yeah, wish every, I could everyone, remember. everyone knows what I'm, I'm so sorry. About. Um, it was, it was on HBO, and every everyone fucking watched it. Yes. Um, and then I've just spoiled it for everyone. By the way, the guy basically gets caught talking about the murders he committed at the end. Um, yeah, find uh, it. yeah we, we've seen a few good ones. Yes. Um, I think I think during the time when the whole world was into it, I think we got into Serial, the first season of Serial. Oh, yeah. That was really fucking good, and we all got, we all bought into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this isn't my question, so I shouldn't be talking about it. I'm going to move on, because you're, okay. you're doing a, a poor... I know. A, I want to find it so badly. Yeah. Because it's bananas. Rama. Sins of our mother. Sins of our mother. I don't even, I can't even, I can't even tell you anything about it because it'll give it away. Sins of our mother. That's the one. Okay. Netflix. I haven't watched that one. I should though. Um, I don't know if I want, Rama, I'm going to save yours for Cyrus. Uh, because I think he will have a good answer for this one. Um, a mock pal. He says, "My question for the pod: If you can pick and guarantee to win a fist fight with someone you personally know, Oof. who would it be and why?" Oof. Yikes! Do you want to fight anyone? Yikes! You know? Indeed. I mean, I would prefer not to fight anyone that I know. I would rather not. I don't want to fight anyone because um, then I'm assuming I'd still have to interact with this person. Yeah. I think it's. A, I think this is a difficult question because the the people I'd want to fight in my life are people that have. I don't really want to go into too much detail, but people who've like really affected my life badly and like caused my trauma in life. For example, I mean, I'll be honest. Probably one of them. I don't know if I want to fight him because it's crazy to say this, but I would think about fighting my dad. <laughs> Because my dad has done some like crazy shit uh, in the past, and uh, I think if I could just like hit him with some heavy slaps and then just it over be over with, maybe I wouldn't beat the shit out of my dad or anything. But I think there's people in my life in the past that have inflicted like horrible trauma and and done terrible things to me in my life. And I'm not talking about light things here. I'm talking about like heavy things um, that I would probably like to fucking kill deep down. Um, but I wouldn't like to talk about on the podcast that I'd like to fist fight any of them. And I wouldn't talk about them anyway. But only people like that. Nowadays, anyone in my life that I'd like to fight, I know personally. I mean, yeah, um, there are, I mean, there are people who get on my nerves. Yeah, but you don't want to fight them. I don't want to fight them. Could I give them, you know, 
But I feel a little better if I could just give him a swift like kick or something. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fight anyone, I guess. No, or is no. he asking like, is there anyone that we think that we could take? What did what was it? No, if you could fight someone, and a guarantee win. You would win oh. no matter what. Like even if it was a six foot five. Got it. Like yeah, okay. Like if we're talking like, who do I think that I can like I could oh. easily like? I can't beat up anyone in my life. I can't beat up you. I probably could one person one, but they're kind of small, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't think you <laughs> yeah. want to beat anyone. No, up. I don't want to. Just not that type of people. And to be honest, yeah. we're surrounded by mostly good people. Yeah. So I don't think there's many people. Would I like to put on some boxing gloves and have a quick sparring session with Cyrus just to see who would win? Maybe. <laughs> I re- do you think Cyrus would beat the shit out of me if we boxed? I don't know. You've got size, but then are you, but he might be uh, quick. He's, he's, he's like quicker. A yeah. He's, quick. he's like a little he's weasel. Quick. He's quick. He's he's um yeah. He's also got more he's muscle scrappy. than me. Does he though? I mean, he's not. When he pumps. Oh, he does pumps, he still? He does. does he still have it underneath? Been lately. Oh, has I don't it? Know. Doesn't. I don't know. There was a time where he was pretty ripped, but that time is long gone. That time is long gone now. I think he might be. I, th- I think he's eating healthy now. So am I. Thirty-five pounds down, guys. Thirty-five pounds down, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna keep on going. That's right. But yeah, I'd like to like put on gloves and spar some of my friends. I think that would be fun. Um, but no, no one I want to fist fight. Not really. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in a fist fight. Me neither. Um, so I, I just don't think. Yeah. Amok says, uh, how are y'all celebrating 50 years of hip hop? You know what? Uh, I, di- I am not celebrating anything. I didn't, I didn't celebrate it very well. I mean, I didn't do much. I posted on Instagram a whole bunch of hip-hop songs. That was kind of my way of celebrating it. Um, just posting a bunch of hip-hop that I've listened to over the years. And uh, I have actually been on Spotify kind of exploring new hip-hop and looking for new hip-hop. So It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. All right. Sorry. Who's that, Tupac? Ah, uh, you thought I was being serious. You thought I was <laughs> I being knew serious. I you knew the answer to that question. Of course yeah, I of did. Course. Of course. Big pun. Um, baby, baby. There you go. If you don't know. Now you know. Yep. Uh, so I've been kind of exploring like new hip hop and trying to look for new songs. And even, not even new song, not even new hip hop, but songs that I, I used to, um, from like artists I used to listen to that I never stumbled across. For example... I just listened to literally three Run DMC albums because I never used to listen to Run DMC. I never thought I liked them. Guess what? I don't like them. <laughs> I am not. I can't. Run DMC just doesn't do it um, for me. But I, I've been I listening still to still enjoy like, Tricky. Tricky's fine. Yeah. Um, so is King Tricky. of Rock. That's fine. Um, I've been listening to like uh, some Public Enemy, which I kind of skipped over as a kid. Um, I don't know why, because Public Enemy is dope. Uh, yeah, I've just been visiting a whole bunch of stuff. I've I, Basically, I've got a bunch of playlists on my Spotify, and I'm so fucking simple that I label them Hip Hop 1, Hip Hop 2, Hip Hop 3. <laughs> um, each one of them has about 200 songs in it. Oof. Uh, I'm on the fourth one now. The fourth one has about 90 songs in it, so I'm still trying to build up the uh, the Hip Hop 4 one. And it's a, it's a smorgasbord of hip hop songs from different subgenres, different eras, but I do have a golden era hip hop list or uh, Spotify uh, Spotify playlist um, that has a bunch of songs in it and I have one that's called Underground and one called Indie Hip Hop. So I've got like 
12 different playlists filled with hip-hop, and I'm constantly trying to add to it. So, But that's kind of a, an ongoing thing. But 50 years, crazy. Crazy. Well. And I've been listening to hip-hop for... 30, 30 years? Yeah. No. Eh, 25 years. 25, 20? No, 25. I was listening to hip-hop when I was about 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got into Snoop when I was like 13. And then, yeah, that's what happened. And the rest is history. Uh, Mohair Cam asks, if any of you had to go to jail or prison... For any one thing, no matter how small, what would it be? Don't want to go to jail or prison for anything. You know what? I got the perfect answer. What? I would go to prison for... i go to jail for uh, stealing a lipstick. Because how long would I get for that? Oh, uh, Okay. Maybe overnight, and then they'd let me go. Okay, maybe fine. I would pick the most insignificant crime for me to go to jail for. I think that's the answer. Well, to this yeah. Thing. I mean, some people go, oh, "Well, I'd, I'd fucking steal a plane." No, no, no. You go for the smallest, most insignificant crime, so you're having the least amount of time in jail. Yeah, I don't want to be in jail. Right? Thank you. Exactly. Horrifying. I'd go to jail for like uh, having an open can of beer in a car. Oh, I don't drive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get arrested for that. Something so super, 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 super stupid and super, like a noise complaint. Oh, I don't think you go to jail for that. I don't think so. Mm, I'd pick something so, yeah, yeah, a very small theft. Yeah. I would agree with that because I don't want to be in jail. Yeah. I certainly don't want to be in prison. We don't commit crimes. No, we don't. The, only, the biggest crime I ever commit was stealing Devin's heart. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should be locked up for that. Yeah. Throw away the key. Yeah, I'm right. Send me to the electric chair. <laughs> yes, we don't we don't do crimes. No, we not don't. Not in this household. Not in this household. Have I illegally downloaded a few films? Maybe. But I'm not gonna tell you. Maybe done that, maybe done that a few times. But not anymore. I don't often do it now. But revealing uh, yourself. Oh, come on. Fucking everyone downloads films. Everyone. Fucking torrent. I don't know why I don't torrent. Everyone torrents and I don't. I don't torrent. Okay. Do you know what torrenting is? No. Oh well, I don't do that. Okay. I don't do torrenting, and everyone does. Okay. So I'm on the I'm on the side of the good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't even remember the last crime I committed. Well, we don't commit crimes. We so. don't. No. Yeah. No. Sorry. So yeah, I do something super insignificant, like graffiti. I get like graffiti something insignificant, and I get put in jail for that for like three days. Yeah, that's the answer to that one. Okay. Mohair Cam always asks, always asks, also asks, I remember that one time you did a 180 on Legendary Weapons of China, which you'd previously disliked. Correct. What changed for you that one time? Basically, what did you see in the film that you hadn't seen before? I tell you what. I can give you a perfect answer for this. Legendary Weapons of China, right? The film has one of the greatest uh, finales of all time. It's fucking all the weapons all the time. Devon would love it. It's filled with weapons. The last fight scene is incredible. Everything leading up to that film, you want to be as incredible. Because you want it to be an amazing kung fu film. Legendary Weapons of China is not an amazing kung fu film. 
It just happens to have a fantastic finale and some good stuff sprinkled in here and there. When I used to watch it, I used to feel so much disappointment because I knew what was coming and nothing else was living up to it. I was just like, oh, this isn't... No, it's only the end fight that's good. It's only the end fight that's good. And that's why I didn't like it. Last time I watched it, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's comedy. It's silly. It's dumb. And I just really enjoyed it for that. And I think I just... Sometimes I do that. I go into films with expectations, and I let myself down because yep. I shouldn't do that. It's, it's You're meant to enjoy the film. Another film. I'll, I'll tell you another film. Um... Honestly, this is one of my favorite Shaw Brothers films, and for 15 years, I fucking hated it. My Young Auntie. My Young Auntie, I used to absolutely hate. Last time I watched it, I watched it for a comedy. It was a comedy. It was funny. It was cute, and it had great fight scenes, and I absolutely loved that film. Five stars. So sometimes I've just got to understand that films aren't always going to live up to the final fight or the funniest moment in a film. You know, the funniest... Uh, the funniest moment in, I don't know, whatever, fucking super bad. Maybe the rest of the film didn't live up to that funny. Super bad's a bad example because super bad's not funny as shit. But sometimes films don't live up to their funniest moment and you can't critique the rest of the film because it's not as good as that one amazing moment. And that's what I did with Legendary Weapons of China. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I rest my case. Case closed. Um. Gandolfini the Grey. Alright, this is an interesting one. So he says, can't think of any questions, but I'd love to hear you talk about your various weapons. Haven't heard about that sword that Cyrus got you in a long time? And you have knives and other swords as well. Ignore if it's not a fun uh, thing to discuss in the on the podcast. Uh, Benjamin is a big weapons guy. Big yes. fan of weapons. Yes. I'll tell you something. My weapons that I own they are largely for display. They are largely well, we don't display them. not in use. We do not display them, but spoiler alert, we might be moving soon, so I might display some of them. Uh, but yeah, I don't really practice. Well, I don't, I'm going to say I don't really practice. I don't practice at all. The sword that Cyrus gave me hasn't seen the light of day since he gave it me. Um, it's in, it's basically leaning up in a corner in the uh, in our second bedroom. Yeah, I did buy a sword stand for it to like put on the wall and uh, never used it. Uh, the butterfly knives or Wing Chun knives that you gave me, Benjamin, they are tucked away in a closet right now. Yes. Uh, the various They're knives. They're very hefty. They are hefty. Yes. They're hefty boys. Mm -hmm. uh, not sure how to, uh, yeah, how to, to store them. So they're just, they're, They sorry. should be displayed on the wall crossed. But, yeah, but definitely like in something very heavy duty because yeah. they're very hefty. Yeah. So, yeah, they're basically tucked into a closet at the moment. Um, and uh, all the other stuff that you gave us are basically tucked away. The various knives that we have are, I'll be honest, around the house for protection. We have them. Um, Marking little hiding places for yeah. easy, I mean, we don't, we don't, easy access if someone just decides to break in here. Yeah. I mean, I don't practice with the knives. I don't do any knife skills or anything like that. They're just tucked away for protection. They're very scary. I tried what, what, the which one? The big um, one. The, what, what are the curved the ones? Karambit. Those are scary. <laughs> I tried, and it just made me quite nervous. And I instantly just like put it back. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt myself. Yeah, and I'm the type of guy that will also hurt himself if he messes with me. Right. I mean, well, clumsy. yeah, we both are, and uh, end up like dropping it and stabbing ourselves in the foot or something like that, or taking off a finger. So yeah, as a youngster, I used to have nunchucks, a tonfa, two tonfas, and a three-section staff. 
and um, I came quite nifty with the nunchucks. I'll be honest. I was pretty good with the you nunchucks. You had a three-section staff. I did have a three-section staff. Interesting. Um, I was pretty good with the nunchucks. The tonfa, I was really... I could flip around and spin. I was pretty good with the tonfa. That'd be fun to have. What, a tonfa? I'd like to have one of those. Yeah? Yeah. I'll get some. Just be able to twat somebody. Mm-hmm. If they come up in here. They feel good as well, tonfa. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And the three-section staff, I could not use for the life of me, but I'll tell you this. The three-section staff I had, I swear to God, it was like 20 pounds. <laughs> it was really? so fucking heavy. Yeah. It was unbelievably heavy. But yeah, I feel like if we were to try to display any of that, they would have to be high up because otherwise the cat would fuck with it. That's true. She's very much like, ooh, something new. And if it's within her reach, she's going to try to get to it and mess with it, knock it over, do God knows what to it. So that's also a a consideration for us as well. Keeping things out of her reach. Absolutely. Um, I hope to one day, well, hopefully one day soon, have like a Kung Fu room uh, where I can put some stuff up and yeah. Hopefully. That's always been that's always something I wanted for you, and we've kind of done that yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe in the next place it'll be a bit more. That room is a bit bigger. Who knows? So who knows? Yes, we'll talk more about our move soon. But we are we are planning to move. Yes, um, yeah. maybe that'll be something that we put on the channel uh, once we spruce up that room appropriately. Because oh, cool. like we did this, we did display that room once we got it. A kung fu uh, uh-huh. room tour. Yeah, hmm, that's kind of cool. Um, martial arts film freak. I'm going to skip one of yours uh, and give it to Cyrus. But I mean, I, your other one's pretty good. Uh, as someone from the south, he says, I'm curious about the lexicon and pronunciation of you Yanks up north. Uh, so, Devin, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Do you say soda or pop? Soda. Shopping cart or buggy? Shopping cart. <laughs> See her face? She wasn't a fan of buggy. <laughs> no. Uh, you guys or y'all? I think I use, I've, I think I've used both, but I think I go with you guys more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fireflies or lightning bugs? Lightning bugs. Okay. And how do you pronounce that word? Caramel. Caramel? Yeah. All right. Not caramel. How do you pronounce that word? Pecans. Okay. And how do you pronounce that word? Aunt. Okay. And the last one. Ooh. Route. Okay. I'm trying to decide how I, I'm trying to think of how I, but then what's the last time I, I don't typically use that word, but yeah, like route, route 27. Yeah, route. I'll say route. Um, I won't answer this because I'm not a yank. I'm not, I'm not, but I will chime in a little bit. Caramel. It sucks how I pronounce things now. You may <laughs> hear me earlier. I said my, uh, uh, my young auntie. I never pronounce it auntie. I don't know why I pronounce it auntie. I pronounce it auntie. Because I'm fucking British. Yeah. But I've been in this country so long now that sometimes Auntie. I forget how I pronounce things. <laughs> and sometimes I slip into how everyone else pronounces them. Mm-hmm. And that's really difficult. Like like uh, P-E-C-A-N-S. I don't know how I pronounce it. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea. I think I pronounce it pecans. Pecans? Or how you used to? Yes. Back back uh, when you were in Wales? Yeah. Pecans. But how would you say it now? You say pecans. 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 Pecan pecans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, this coffee tastes like pecan. Pe- 
Pecan. Pecans. Pecans. <laughs> I don't know. Peacocks. I've got no idea how I pronounce Aww. things. And like aunt, I, I aunt, I, I slip into aunt sometimes, but I like to say aunt. Auntie, I use right. Mm-hmm. Auntie. Um, root will always be root. Fucking route. What are you talking about? <laughs> it will always be root. What about caramel? Is it caramel? Caramel will always be caramel. Caramel, just caramel. No, it'll never be caramel. Okay. People who pronounce it caramel are, are high on meth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say now that I'm in this country, I used to say pop. Right now, I say soda. Um, shopping pop. cart or buggy. What do I call it? Oh, um, trolley. Trolley. I call it a trolley. Um, still call it a trolley. Still calls it a trolley. Yeah. You guys are y'all. I mean, you guys. I will never use y'all. I'm not allowed <laughs> to use y'all. It doesn't work for me. Fireflies or lightning bugs. I kowtow to America and call them lightning bugs, even though I prefer to call them fireflies. But, yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Language. Very interesting. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, unfortunately... Some of the You've things, assimilated. Yeah, I've assimilated. Like it's like when I'm um typing now, uh I I have no qualms about leaving the U out of the word color. Um but sometimes I'll throw it in. So I, I do a mix. Sometimes you'll see me like in my tweets or something. Sometimes I'll use it, sometimes I won't use it. I just, you know, I'm ambidextrous with my language <laughs> or with my use now. You go back and forth. Yeah, but cer- certain things I'll never pronounce differently. I will always pronounce it bananas. I will always pronounce it aluminium. Yeah. Yogurt. Yogurt will always be yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. There's just certain things I just won't change. That's okay. But certain things I have. Like, unfortunately, I don't know. I, I sometimes flip between these two. Sometimes it's trainers. Sometimes it's sneakers for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, typically, my brain, the way my brain works is my brain goes, uh, what phrase will Americans understand you saying more? <laughs> yeah. So if at one time I'm just like, oh, Americans prefer sneakers, so I'll say sneakers. Other times I'll just be like, ah, fuck it, say trainers. Yeah. So, yeah. But I know... Devin understands most of the phrases I say, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the British. Very rarely do you just, on occasion, you'll throw out like a weird phrase that I've never heard you say before. So then, depending on the context of the conversation, I, I can under, I can figure out what he's saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not anymore. Not very rarely do I ever have to ask for clarification. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, me being in this country now, there's no American phrase or American term I don't get. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing shocks me. When I first came here, I was just like, what the hell does that mean? But yeah, now I've. You know more of them than me. More American phrases? Yeah. Oh, no. I know what the kids are saying. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. You're more current on them, but I don't give a fuck or pay attention. So yeah. I don't follow. I know, I know what slay means. I know slay. Slay queen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to use a very naughty word now. So please, fingers and ears if you don't like uh, very crass swear words do you know what serving cunt means oh dear um i feel like i have an idea okay. uh use it in a sentence uh that drag queen was serving cunt looking good looking yeah good it's, or serving face or like yeah, serving like exuding face. a yeah. certain energy like yeah, yas yeah, queen yeah causing you to say yas queen basically yeah yeah don't love it yeah me neither yeah, but I think it's um, it's definitely. Uh, I think that was born in the drag scene. I think. Okay. So yeah, uh, I can't say I use it. But uh, anyway, on that I'm note, still asleep. 
Yep, shot. That's good. The cat's asleep. That's that's a good thing for us because uh, she is a pain in the dick. I 100% expected her to be walking all over our recorder, over the laptop. Yep. At one point when we were setting up, she was really going to town on one of the legs of the camera stand. In the past week, past week alone, she's chewed through two pairs of my headphones. You left them out, though. I did leave them out because... Which he knows better. I think she should be trusted. I think she I should be know a why normal human being <laughs> not touch my I head. I don't know why you think that. <laughs> my cat she fucking favorite. loves those headphones and she chewed through one. I thought one would be enough of a warning, but then the second one happened. Admittedly. And then three. I'm just like, Sean. Admittedly, I was in a rush one time. I was going to an emergency dentist appointment and I left them out accidentally and she chewed the fuck out of them. Yep. Um. Yeah. So... Can't be. She can't be trusted. She cannot be trusted. She is a. Uh, she's a turncoat. <laughs> she is a, a KGB spy. She is terrible. We're watching the Americans, by the way. Talking about KGB spies. Oh, we mentioned yep. that the last episode. Oh, did we? We did. Good show. Very good show. Bloody good. Still yeah. in the first season, but yeah, I think there's like a total of six. But anyway. Yeah. You want to go over to the patrons? Patrons. Let's hear our patrons. Hey everyone. We have a Patreon. We do. For a small amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? For, yes. sm- for a small amount each month, you can uh, donate to our cause, and we will funnel the money back into the podcast. We don't have the new mics with us today, but the new They're mics at are over at Cyrus's place. Yeah. Uh, we got cameras, as you can see. We've got lights. You can't see the light, but there's a light on, etc., etc. We funnel it all back into the podcast. Yes. And, um, yeah, for a few dollars, you can come along, and you can get... Uh, each time we record a standard episode, we typically record what's called a Foo for Thought Uncut, Correct. which is an episode where we get maybe a little more spicy, maybe a little more in-depth, maybe emotional, maybe we talk about mental health, maybe we talk about fannies. Who knows? We talk about a lot of things. Um, so we record that. We put that up there. Um, we're also, like I mentioned earlier, we are doing uh, movie commentary tracks now. Yeah. So far, we have done Paranormal Activity and the legendary Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Next week, I believe, if yes. Cyrus is able to make it, yes. we will be recording a commentary for Roadhouse, the Patrick Which Swayze I've never film. seen. Which Devin's never seen. So it's but a I heard it's bonkers. It's not as bonkers as you think. It's oh, just okay. very eighties. Okay. Yes, very eighties. Okay. Uh, Sam. Uh, Sam. What's his fucking name? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. He is a a gorgeous man in that film. Really? Oh my god, that man is a beautiful man. Okay. With with hair, hair. I have hair like this. I am jealous of his hair. Oh my. Okay. Luxurious. Okay. He uses a uh, Taylor Maine shampoo. <laughs> okay. Um. So we'll be doing that. Yeah. Uh, then I, I post some videos. I post about my Blu-ray collection, kind of updates to my Hong Kong cinema collection. I might review things here and there. What else do we do? Poll. Poll! Yes, if you're at the highest tier of our Patreon. You get to help choose a film for us to do for the podcast. And guess which one our patrons recently chose? This one, baby! The Reign of Assassins. Reign of Assassins, <laughs> and that's why we're doing it. And what a great, great pick it was. So, yeah, the patrons get to choose um, once a month what film we do. Devin picks out a handful of films mm-hmm. out of my collection, typically. I've been then- winging it this time. So before, and we had actually put up a pic- uh, video of this where I was sitting and just running through all of uh, Sean's Blu-rays. Lately, I've been doing my own research. I like it. Basically, I've been Googling 
martial arts films from, and I've been giving a year. <laughs> just seeing, oh, okay. I didn't know you were doing yeah. that. And I've just been and just seeing what comes up, and I'm just looking at the, uh, you know, the little the titles and the posters, and I'm just like, that looks pretty good. I don't I don't look at descriptions or anything like that. It's purely by it's purely by like the DVD cover or the that. poster. I love that because I don't know what she's gonna pick. I know what I have in my collection, right? And I know which one she might lean towards. Google, I have no idea what you're gonna pick. You yeah. might come up with something wild. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, I'll just... That's basically what I've been doing recently. Good stuff. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have the next poll up probably soon. Yes. Uh, for you guys to vote once on. I, once, I, once I do my Google. She's going to do a research. <laughs> in-depth research. Find <laughs> some cool DVD covers. Right. And then uh, we'll post the poll up. But, yeah, you get to vote on that as well. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And we're constantly thinking of new things to add to the Patreon. If you have well. any suggestions, please feel free. Yeah. I, yeah, I would. It's So, yeah. We would love to be able to do more. But we're also working on our YouTube channel as well. And yeah, trying to juggle time to provide lots of content when this isn't our our main gig. He has a full time job. I have a full time job and school. So uh, please forgive us if we're not putting up enough things on Patreon because since the YouTube channel is new, yeah, we've been putting a bit more effort into to establishing the YouTube channel as well. Yeah. So. Um. So we apologize in that regard. Uh. So yeah, trying to balance all of this is uh. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's a tricky thing, but we're trying. Yeah, we definitely are. And, you know, obviously you can tell by the YouTube, we've got three different series up there right now. Um, we got the podcast, we got uh, Fight Bites, and we have Kung Fu Sations. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we're going to uh, put out more and more of those. Um, that's the point. I've got to get someone for the next conversations. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Anyway, our patrons at the moment are Miles, Miles. Alpha Rookie, woo-hoo, Nick, woo-hoo. Shane, Nicholas, Amok Pal, Rama, Disconnected, Tristan, that's martial arts film freak, Robert, our newest Robert is Robert. Welcome. Oh, no. We woke her. Oh, shit. <laughs> we woke the beast. Oh, no. The Beasters, no. um, Art School Dropouts, Eloquent, James Glennie, Don Jitsu, Tina, and Benjamin. Woohoo! Are our beautiful patrons. Love you, beautiful They are all folks. the most attractive people you've ever seen. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah, good Superstars. Stuff. Superstars, indeed. So, <laughs> we have, so, you know, we're doing the audio podcast. We've got YouTube. We've got a, a, a patron, Patreon. I keep doing the Instagram. I'm on Twitter. All that good stuff. So Did you say the Facebook? We have a Facebook. We're on the Facebook as well. Yeah. Are we just foo for thought on the Facebook? I think so, right? Yes. Yeah. And guess what, guys? I don't run the Facebook. <laughs> this one does. Uh, I send her content. Don't get me wrong. She's not making her own <laughs> Yeah, <content>. I'm not. <laughs> if she did that, we would be in trouble. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. He's telling me what to put on here, and that's what I do. Yes, we are foo for thought. We're food for thought on, yeah. on Facebook. On the, so on if the you old don't get Facebook. a response to your comment on Facebook, that's because she's running it. I, I get to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not immediate. Do you like it or do you actually comment back? Well, see, I have to talk to you first. Okay. So, yeah. She's doing, she's putting in the work. I'm trying. She is my co-host. I'm trying to be helpful so that it doesn't all, it doesn't all land on him. He does the majority of the work. You're so, very helpful. You know. Would you say I'm food for thought? Yes. Yeah. I think I say that. Like, I am food for thought. You are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Me and Cyrus just kind of show up. But I'm trying yeah. to be more helpful. No, you're doing a great job. You're yeah. doing a great job. She reminds we me lead, to do stuff. We lead vi- busy lives. I lead busy lives. I've got multiple, I've got multiple uh, balls in the air. She does. Work in school. Real King. That's right. Well, Who's no got balls it? in the air or otherwise. Or anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You have school. You have work. But I want to be helpful because, yeah, we're branching out. and But <sighs> hard, hard to find the time. Anyway. Anyway, we're just whining. Anyway. Just I know. <laughs> We're doing this now podcast. We're just like, oh, it's such a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> in the podcast. We it's love doing it. It's not this. a pain in the ass. Not we, at all. We love doing it. It's just, yeah, finding the time to to give you guys the quality and content you deserve. You deserve and you need. That's right. That's it. You need what we do. You need us. You need us. us. Come join <laughs> us. Imagine if I started a food for thought cult. Imagine if I Ooh, was interesting. cult. Interesting. Yeah. What would your name be? Would you be called Grandmaster? Yes. <laughs> That's too close to Grand Dragon. Okay. Not that Grand, Drag- Grand Dragon is Ku Klux Klan, right? I have no idea, to be perfect. Yeah, Grand, the head of the Ku Klux Klan is I don't Grand follow Dragon. those guys. What about Grand Wizard? Oh, that's rap. Grand Wizard Theodore. He was a rapper. I feel like Grand Wizard is, is, is also some a part of one of them, too. Ku Klux Klan as well, I think you might yeah, be right. I think so. Yeah. Not good people. Maybe, okay. No, they're not good people. No. No. <laughs> no. We don't like the KKK here. No, we that. don't. <laughs> yeah, we're going off on a fucking weird time. Yeah, we are. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening or watching, depending on which one you're doing. Yes. You can find me at Foo for Thought across platforms. Um, Foo for Thought Pod on Twitter. Foo underscore four underscore thought on Instagram. Foo for Thought on Facebook. We're all over the, the YouTube. Place. YouTube, just throw it into something and just see if we <laughs> pop up. We probably will. We're all over the place. Uh, but we appreciate you. We really, Absolutely. really do. We love doing this podcast. We love doing it for you guys. We love chatting the way we do and the fact that you enjoy what we do just fills our hearts with merriment. Still seems crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, talk about it was all a dream. Right. It's a callback. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we really, really appreciate you guys. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Absolutely. We will catch you next time. I don't know what. Uh, I, I'll post what film we're doing next time. I think Uh-oh. if She's I remember the move. if I remember correctly, next episode, we are doing Shaolin Mantis, uh, the Shaw Brothers film. I think we're going to go ahead and do that next episode. All right. Thank you, everyone. And we will catch you next time. Yeah, buddy. <laughs>